0: Ladies at the Roundtable Podcast, a journey into the realms of sci fi and fantasy.
1: Always together, eternally apart, as long as the sun rises, as long as the sun sets. This week we are talking about Lady Hawk. Came out in 1985 and uh, a some of us watched it in theaters when it came out, a few of us, and some of us just got a fresh look at it for the first time ever. Some of us weren't born yet. <laughs> some, some were not <laughs> quite parents born. Uh, so this is going to be a fun conversation uh, about Lady Hawk. Disclaimer, from this point forward,
2: the following podcast may contain spoilers and the ladies at the round table assume that anyone listening to this podcast has already watched the show and or read the books and have no intention of being apologetic about it listener discretion
1: is advised. We start every episode with our plot summary in a sentence so let's get started. How about you Max? Okay
2: so I had a silly one and then a more I guess real or not real but the there's a hawk lady and a wolf guy and a mouse guy and they go on an adventure. And then I was like, that could be a lot of things. And then I just imagined everyone in cartoon form as those things, <laughs> kind of like Redwall. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, OK, but then I like, guess the like boring one. A uh, love story about a guy who turns into a wolf and a lady who turns into a hawk and his quest for revenge. There's also a kid named Mouse.
1: OK. <laughs> Joey, how about you? Yeah. <laughs>
2: So mine was the stars are misaligned, but love wins. All right, and Shoshi?
0: Two lovers whose um, paths cannot cross um, are saved from a curse by a a young thief.
1: All right, and I also, like Max, have (laughs) two. My first one has to do with the plot, and my second one is more like an existential look at it. Lady Hawk and Night Wolf with a K are cursed and Philip the Mouse tries to help them connect while he struggles with his relationship with God and telling the truth. And then my other one is a fairy tale romance Seen from the outside isn't so very pretty. Thank goodness for great supporting characters. (laughs) So I want to start just by the the conversation of um, all of us being very looking at the fact that this is a film from the eighties. Cause I think that that will play in a lot to how, how we take a lot that happened in the film. So I do want to to kind of tackle that right away. Um, For me, when I, I thought back about it, I have not seen it since I was young and (laughs) I remembered when I was young, loving it. And I love the story and, uh, it's a, I love fairy tales anyway, so every every fairy tale I love, um, even though they are all flawed. Uh, yeah. But re-watching it, I was very much, it was like in my face, wow, this is an old movie. Wow, this is really dated. Wow, there are <laughs> so many problems with this.
2: <laughs> I couldn't get over the fact that Matthew Broderick looked like he was, you know, I mean, he was. He was still baby-faced and... every bit of like that Ferris Bueller character again and um and I I I guess I forgot that I missed him acting in things um I I had seen a lot of his stuff from around the same time period and then I you know I see him in in things every once in a while now and his performance is pretty similar but not um but you know he's not he's not so young anymore um so I feel like it's like his performance is a little bit dated when he's doing things and, and now watching back something from from when he was kind of at his height um it was it, fu- it was fun and energetic to begin
1: to see him like that I don't know that was that was very fun for me yeah I actually had the same reaction you know I watched Lady Hawk it came out before Ferris Bueller it did just before
0: yeah, yeah. but I've seen mm-hmm.
1: Ferris Bueller over and over mm-hmm. again. I've watched it with my kids. Oh, I've seen my My husband so many times. watches yeah. it whenever it's on and we you know we watch 20 minutes of it wherever it is. Um so I don't think I've ever seen it. I also like War Games. War games is really Max. good too. Max, we have some problems. With you. You've got how are we gonna get you to watch everything you're supposed to watch? Y- y'all were mad at me.
2: Y'all were mad at me just a couple of days ago because I'd never seen Firefly. And then you tell me you've never seen Ferris Bueller.
0: I never got mad at
2: you. I'm sorry, but Firefly is way higher on my list of like important movies. Like I think I've seen enough
1: clips of it to like kind of un- understand. You get the idea. Right. So I have seen Ferris <laughs> Bueller a lot of times since. And so when I was watching it this time, it was kind of like, oh, that's Ferris. Like that's how yes. I felt through half the show. Kind of like mm-hmm. we have talked about certain characters. Yeah, can't get past that character. Now this was cast long before he was Ferris Bueller.
2: <laughs> at at the beginning, he was very much Ferris for me. Um, which is it just fun because I'm I'm going to go this week and watch. I'll pull it up and actually watch the film to see how I feel about it after the fact. But about halfway through the movie, it stopped for me, and he he turned into yes, man,
1: which was nice. Um, the
2: first half of the film, I, he did a lot I didn't of. feel like that maintained itself. He
1: did a lot of narrating. It was like an oral narrator, uh, which I think was kind of an yeah. 80s thing anyway. That might have but,
2: had something to do with it. You know, he yeah. broke
1: that kind of third wall in Ferris Bueller a lot. He talked fourth to wall. us. Yeah. Fourth mm-hmm. wall. Thank you. And so. so he looked straight at the camera and stuff. Yeah. And so we kind of had that same kind of personality at the beginning yeah. of this before he had characters to interact with. So the show is flawed. Uh, I know (laughs) I'm going to let Max just talk a little bit. She's very good about the Bechdel test and, and checking about whether characters are given lines and if they have relationships and stuff like that. So I know she's a good one to kind of talk about that.
2: I don't know for being called lady Hawk. She's like not in it. She isn't like she's a bird and she has no memory of being like it. She doesn't speak. She barely talks. uh, Most of the time. And it's not even like I she has no personality. (laughs) She I know nothing about her. I just her whole life is about sneaking around at night with this like wool. How pretty she is. Yeah and her eyes and uh, it's just how (laughs) others are infatuated with her with when she's done nothing. The bishop was in love with her and so much that he cursed her and her lover. Mouse fell in love with her. The priest apparently fell in love right. with her. Like, everybody just falls over themselves and we're like,
1: okay. Well, I she's the she's only a- woman in existence.
2: Uh, yeah, she's, I think <laughs> I
1: she's the only so. woman
2: in the whole movie. No, she, there was those dancers and there was- Oh, I'm sorry, there were dancers, unnamed dancers. Yes. Yeah. She's, she's the only the woman
1: with a name. <laughs> she's the only speaking part female the farmer's wife is she do you remember right. that character oh my god didn't
2: she didn't speak either <laughs> she grunted or something she was like i don't she, was like, mm, mm, mm. she sounded like I rover didn't... you know yeah. like... like what happened after her husband got murdered by the wolf too
1: right like where did i don't know yeah hopefully she can <laughs> feed herself because she can't communicate with people to get help like it was
2: just i guess it was very frustrating just watching yeah, another movie. Um, It's a weird love story, but it's like more, it's a revenge story. It's not really.
0: So I just want to, I want to mention how Richard Donner, didn't he, he did Goonies as well, right? Yeah, I think so. And um, he, I think he did better with the female parts in that, but I do think that in the 80s, Women were just accessories on movies. I mean, like, I mean, you have to think about the time.
2: Like, I understand. Women
0: don't have the place. Yeah, they don't have the place um, that they do now. Yeah, he did Goonies. Yeah. He did Goonies right after Lady Talk right. in the same yeah. year. And. Um, oh, he did Tales from the Crypt. He did a lot of stuff. Of he did a lot. He did um, Lethal Weapon. And he was a, a pretty big director of that time um superman yep so but yeah but so i feel like this movie failed failed the big test big time because there's no there's only one woman in it and she hasn't she's just a prop for the men
2: i mean the whole point like it failed so quick because there are no other speaking women right and if they're yeah and if we're going off of like the Bechtel cast like Podcast rules. They have to at least have a uh, a two line conversation that isn't revolved around a guy, or like the oh. guy isn't the topic. And I, I as I didn't. This can't. Pass I test. don't think it did. <laughs> like I think that this can't even take I don't, It definitely didn't. But I don't even think any conversation between her and the guy. Other. Oh, I'm sorry. They the dancing maybe.
0: No, there was no conversation, really, with that.
2: It was was just him kind of telling her what to do. Like, oh, yeah, you should go dance. Mm -hmm. Oh, but I don't really want to. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, well, let's go. And then there's the weird wolf guy. I'm sorry, I could not. This movie was so hard on me.
0: (laughs) Well, let's talk about what you liked. Let's talk, because, I mean, clearly the movie is dated. But was there anything that you really liked about it? yeah
2: I did I liked a lot of things I think it was so cheesy you liked that like, it was cheap? the cheesy like I like I think that's my I'm trying real hard I'm really sorry I know like I feel but like you all love this like movie it? and I'm like
0: <laughs> just say I hate it at all I or whatever you
1: know this. like. <laughs> so as someone who grew up watching these kinds of films this is what you know we had this I had what uh, Little Mermaid, right? Which is obviously not a great example of a, a woman character. But what we what we did in this age, obviously we are strong women, Shoshi and I. We have um taken, we watched this stuff and we understood what was wrong with it. And I used my imagination, right? So I would take these shows and I still do, and I take that story and I fill it in. And I make it more than what they share. And for me, Mm -hmm. I, I, I love fairy tales. I love stories. Not, I don't really care about the love part of it, but like Mm -hmm. adventures. I love adventures. I loved the comic relief that I felt like we don't get as much in movies nowadays. Especially I feel like, like it's fantasy so movies. They don't have that comedy. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah, Everything's very serious all the time. And it's nice to have those, those silly things. Mouse was a silly character. Super he fun. wasn't very serious was at all. The priest was hilarious. The, uh, the bit like the little <laughs> monk guy. He was. So... Yeah. The... Yeah. He was. Uh, it took me a long time to realize that he was reminding me of uh, Sir Michael Gambon. I don't, I don't really know why, but uh, it took. Who's a an actor that I like? But um, it was just kind of fun to match them up. Was it the, like his mannerisms that uh, reminded you? of I think it was his voice. voice. I think it was his voice. I don't. Know. I found a lot of things in here that I liked, but I, I wouldn't say that like I, I enjoyed watching this movie probably not going to watch it very many times again i mean what i've watched yeah but i'm you know this is not going to be one of those things that i come back every year um it was enjoyable but i like i it reminded me a little bit of like princess bride where there's like this Mm. this interesting story and you meet a lot of interesting things as it goes along and you you end with it and like you have some things remember from it you might quote from later but you don't need to watch it again and again to remember the whole story. Um there there wasn't a lot of hidden things in there like they do with movies now oh, often no, right where you need to watch it more than once to to have gotten everything out of it. Everything in this movie was really kind of at the face of it. Um they weren't hiding anything. Yeah. Uh you know, there was like the big reveal later on that the that the woman was the hawk and that he was the wolf and and but it wasn't really very well hidden either. Yeah. Um, but I also yeah. appreciated that for it because it's it's an honest movie saying you know
1: this is this is what this is about and and they have a little bit of fun along the way so I appreciated that about it too Joshi, why don't you tell us some about why you love this movie
0: so I was fourteen when I saw this movie and I was heavily into fantasy um at that time period and there were a lot of like ten years old was when the last unicorn came out and then You know i was really into this whole idea of that time period and i was also into horses i mean like the horses in this movie were to die for there's like yeah they were i did notice um that that was named goliath you know like that horse was the movie (laughs) it's little like fancy thing
2: that, that was really cute yeah and
0: then there was a there was another horse that the um the other captain of the guard road that was absolutely beautiful as well that
1: white fluffy Mm glowy one
0: um so that so it was like that michelle pfeiffer was i mean i saw her in greece when i was a kid so this was like the second big movie i saw her in i can't remember which came
2: first greece 2 or this she was in greece she was greece 2 oh she was in greece 2 that's right and yeah I was like i i hate greece i feel like i would have remembered her because i like her <laughs> okay.
0: she's in greece too now i got yeah, it and i actually personally like Greece two better than greece one um
2: i can't stand greece one yeah. uh, so i i never saw greece two so i because i hate greece one that
0: much
2: <laughs> so um like i said she's
0: beautiful rutgerhauer was just i mean that was his prime for me he was a good choice and he wasn't the first choice their first choice no he wasn't the first choice was um kurt russell which would have been like you
1: know <laughs> he was in everything back then i know and he, <laughs> he, he was be good he apparently he was really at his prime right then
2: and uh michelle was kind of at her prime right then too they were they were both in a lot of things Um, But it definitely would have been a different movie with Kurt in there. And they had also wanted um, uh, Connery, didn't they? Yes. Yeah, they wanted Sean Connery as well
0: and they didn't get him. Also
2: a good choice. I will say every (laughs) time you mention someone's name, I have to Google it. So if I look really (laughs) confused, it's because I'm Googling. Like I don't, I have no idea who Kurt Russell was.
0: Um. So yeah. So at that time period, I was really into those things. It was the. It was a really nice packaged story that had a like a good beginning, middle, end. It had the greatest like, you know. This I love the fact that the real main character was Mouse, because I related to mm-hmm. Mouse because I wasn't a princess and I wasn't a hero, right? I wasn't, but I could be. I could. I could be like a dirty thief. You know,
2: (laughs) (laughs) outside of that, I can see I can see why you would see yourself with that character better and align with them. I I can see that. And at the time period, I played, um, you know, rogues and things
0: in D&D. And so that was very, you know, attractive to me. So, you know, if if you go by archetypes, um, Philippe is the everyman. Right. We've got the
2: Mm
0: -hmm. um, religious, like the um, heriophant kind of character. We've got the maiden and then the knight. And, Mm -hmm. you know, just all of those things combined. And like Maya said, I did use my imagination. I imagined like what their lives were like Mm -hmm. before they were cursed. And I imagined what their lives were like after they got uncursed. and it just, it was at that time period in the eighties, you know, we needed escapism things, you know, so that was an escape it was, it was very enjoyable. Also, I have to mention something cause this is something I've watched in some of the, um, the act videos on YouTube and stuff. Like everybody hates the score of this movie and because it sounds so eighties and so dated and it's like Alan Parsons project so but here's the thing in the 80s they had this other show that leonard nimoy would um host and it was called lights camera action do you remember that maya it was on cable yes and i was obsessed with lights camera action because it was one of the first shows talked about the behind the scenes of movies and so one of the cool things about they did lady hawk and they showed that that time period To mix synthesizer with classical, what they did, Lady Talk was really cutting edge and it was really different. And I was, I at the time was such a nerd that I didn't listen to, I didn't listen to rock. I was a classical nerd. And so this mixed it in a way that I really, really got me into movie scores. So there was a whole period of time where the only kind of music I bought was movie scores. Cause that, I don't know why, but
2: (laughs) I have many music movie score sitting around my house. Like I, I, I like them a lot Mm -hmm. too. So that was one, that was one of the
1: first that I bought. And when I was, when I was listening to music, just the mute to go about the music, I, I watching it this time, I was like, Oh wow, this is really eighties music. But it, it, it was fun for me because it was like, you just it's more cheerful like you see all these scenes and it's like if they had put a different score the music the whole film would have felt different and that that music kept Mm -hmm. it kind of almost more like you were saying that everyday mouse character it was like his score you know I'm just here to have get through the Mm -hmm. day and have you know (laughs) it was kind of fun okay sorry go rough and
2: tumble and eat bread another day yeah definitely yeah eat bread another day. The other thing
0: that happened in that time period was that um, they made a lot of books based on the movies. They would do that after the fact. Lady Hawk had its own book. And so I had that book hmm. and I had the soundtrack and everything. And so I really dove into that. I mean, like, that was one of my favorite movies, you know, of, the, of my childhood. So that's why. So was
1: I, the book more in-depth about her they character?
0: They always are. They always are. Yeah. 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 It fills in so much and you get to hear characters, thoughts and things like that.
1: Yeah. I think the only, like I was on board for all of it until the part at the very end when he was like, I'm just, I don't want to even try to break the curse. I'm going to kill him. And if I die, you better just kill her because she doesn't want to live without me. Uh, right yeah that was <laughs> that terrible. was like the moment where i was like i can't forgive this one
0: <laughs> isabel has zero agency in this entire movie
2: it
1: was not
0: that's what i hate like she does not get a choice
2: yeah yeah and they all expect that she appreciates what they've done for right. her, without her saying anything yeah. at all <laughs> it's a bit much yeah so, because we harped on Lin Manuel so much earlier, I have to ask: How did you feel about Broderick's accent that changed from like British English to American English? I think back and forth, kind of I all the time. Think,
0: I think what happened was he went into this movie thinking he was going to do this British accent, and he was so bad at it because he's he's New York, he's, he's Brooklyn. He was not terribly yeah, good. No, I mean he's Matthew Broderick and the director mm-hmm. was like we don't have time to go reshoot everything just do the american accent because this this isn't working i i think it's a direct i think it was a director's choice and i think it was a, a better choice mm-hmm. i'd rather have it switch to something where it's just one thing than have bad British throughout the whole thing
2: it didn't actually bother me but i did notice it it was just enough that i noticed it but not enough
1: that it really yeah you know it didn't ruin it yeah. for me i
2: noticed and it threw me
1: off <laughs> in my mind i thought that he was saying he was speaking that way in certain situations like when he was speaking to certain people he tried to sound more yeah put together like i didn't even think it was the actor i thought it was mm-hmm. that character i thought the okay. character was kind of like totally mm-hmm. chill and when he's talking to himself he talks one way but then he like tries to be very proper mm-hmm. and that maybe i made that up or maybe it was uh just his oh, no. completely switching back and forth without me realizing it but i thought it was intentional
0: <laughs> i will accept that headcanon and adopt that so there we go i will enjoy the movie more now
2: <laughs> it didn't it didn't put me off enough that i couldn't enjoy it it just made me smile because um because we have harped on others so much for what they did or did not do yes. and then and then like it happened here too and I I, I just wondered what I y'all I
0: think thought. if I would have watched this movie blind for the first time now, it would have bothered me. And also, I definitely will fully admit that even though I really liked Broderick in this movie, I didn't see Philippe like I was like you, where even, it, even back then, I saw my, Matthew Broderick and not Philippe for a good while, up until the point where he gets with the monk. The the monk is such a great actor. That's where it was for me too. It's because he's finally reacting against the monk. And because mm-hmm. the monk brings everybody
1: up because he is
0: in character.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And what about that archetype, right? This kind of monk. It's like the Robin Hood monk, right? Where they're just failed. The drunk monk who. Uh, the friar. Yeah lives out on the outskirts and doesn't really
0: (laughs) he was so human though and that's what I loved about him. I loved his hair and Yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He was he was so human and the fact that you know he's the reason why and uh Etienne were in the situation they were in. And they still were able to still able to to help them. Mm -hmm. So that was the redemption. I really like that.
2: Yeah.
1: That was nice. So uh, I have an issue with the costumes. Like I was totally on board, but why couldn't they give her some sort of pretty dress? Why did they not give her a single, like if they're going to objectify her, could they at least give her something so beautiful that we all want to be
0: because (laughs) she's surrounded by men. Don't know crap about women's clothing.
1: And they stole (laughs) all of her clothes.
0: Well, and not only that, (laughs) but when she's traveling with Navarre, she just puts on his tunic and makes you know that's what she was wearing most of the time was his stuff
2: Mm -hmm. because he's not wearing it when she's available how do we want to say that
1: right (laughs) she's a hawk or when he's a yeah
2: yeah when he when he's when he's not himself she is and so like the it doesn't make sense for them to cart around her extra thing you know he can cart around <laughs> all his extra crap because remember she's <laughs> she's
0: just an accessory she's not her own person with <laughs> her own agency and she yeah. ne- so the other thing we have to think about is that what it took for her to survive at night as a woman alone she had to kind of dress like a man so that she wouldn't be you know costed all the time and it kind of alludes to that when Philippe first meets her and she's kind of like out with her knife. She's like,
1: you know, I'll cut Yeah, you. and she cut her hair. Mm-hmm. He said, he said, Oh, you've cut your hair. Like he, you know, she probably had long, beautiful golden locks at the beginning. And then she's scared at night, which boy, would that be an amazing, mm-hmm. interesting story, right? Why can't yeah. we have gotten right. some of that? Dang it. Yeah. Like, would she so, have maybe have sold her hair? Is that the time? would be nice to have more of her perspective.
2: Or was that Victorian? More well, if her hair her is hair. short, she looks more like a man when she's wearing the tunic. i have sold hair throughout, throughout history. I so. like, still yeah. sell hair. Yeah, I just didn't know if it, like, I mean, there's a chance that could have, but she doesn't have money, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. So, not only there it both- could have also been like a, I think I'm overthinking mm-hmm. this,
0: they're both wanted they're both basically fugitives you know yeah they're both being hunted and she as a woman in this time period has a lot
1: more you
0: know at stake in some
1: senses let's talk about the scene with like where they're almost drowning because so oh my gosh that poor wolf dog and i was thinking the whole time i was like oh my gosh i would ne- it would be so hard to save like if my dog was in the wall wo- how do you push that dog out of the it would be it was just a real the- wolf
0: they were siberian wolves
2: it yeah. was wow mm-hmm.
1: they were trained wolves I, so I watched it with prime
2: so the little thing popped up and they had four siberian wolves come in yeah. they were brought in to do this one wow. thing which is pretty cool yeah um but wolves don't listen terribly well
0: Can you imagine trying to do that scene as an actor with this wolf scrambling to get out of this ice water? That terrified me. Yeah. Nope. Because they're still wild.
2: (laughs) They're not. You
1: know. Yeah, and the poor soggy, (laughs) the poor soggy thing when it got out, its fur was all matted down. And I think that we lose some of that nowadays, right? This, you know, so much of our film is CGI'd and fake that they make it look. There's just it's not they make it look realistic, but it's not really real. And watching that dog, wolf, sorry, come out of the water, it, it was wet. And you just felt that you felt like, oh, my gosh, they've been through something.
0: So, you know, for me, there, there, are certain things in movies, which I I do not like, and one of them is any kind of like harm against animals. When it's, when it's something real like so there is a scene where the captain of the guard's horse falls yes and, and it it looked real it, on its back it yeah it didn't I, it didn't look like that was train like that was a a stunt it looked real to me you do you think they did a tripwire no i don't know i just know that that is this it looked like a hard fall to me
2: when did like the whole animal cruelty like um uh, thing That's in a movies kind of stop.
1: Yeah, right? Because wasn't there it was kind of like I, a know, hard... I did wonder about that. Well I mean I can tell you from personal experience that we used to go to the circus and see all sorts of stuff that was much yeah. totally not okay. And that mm-hmm. was going into at least yep. the at least the nineties. I think it really probably happened early nineties, mid nineties before they I even
2: remember being taken to the circus in the early nineties where they had animals that did not belong there doing things that they didn't have any business doing. I definitely remember that. It was not that long ago, unfortunately. Either that or I'm older than I think I am. Both are probably true. Maybe both, yeah.
0: Turning Point was in 1981 Mm. when they started, wait, sorry, sorry, that's a movie, not, Turning Point is a movie (laughs) that had animal cruelty in it. (laughs)
1: <laughs> OK, I'm sorry,
0: I, th- I do think that there was I mean, I think this is a case of accidental cruelty, though,
1: my,
0: my I do. I think that, you know.
2: Well, they didn't they didn't really understand that the thing that they were doing was not just, you know, because, yeah, things fall down all the time, but no, no thought was really given to. Um, the after effects of an animal that large and that strong falling and, and, and landing. And, and then it's, it's life after like things like that, just weren't thought about and they should have yeah. been. Um, but it, it didn't really come about until much later on. I remember it wasn't even really all that long ago that there was a movie that I had wanted to see. I don't know what it was. It was popular though. And there was a lot of discussion between people I don't, I don't know if I was online or not, but there was a lot of discussion between people saying, I wouldn't see it. They used tripwire, uh, Like that was still a thing. And it wasn't that long ago.
0: Uh, disappointing. I feel like it was during, you know, man and I, man, as I maya and I's youth that people, we started seeing those like no animals were harmed notices on the bottom of screens. But mm-hmm. at that time, what that meant to me was that, there were other films that were having harm you know so what was your
1: favorite part of the movie anybody have a favorite part I'll start
2: um yeah actually so my go ahead no go ahead do
1: it do it do it do it oh I just loved the comedy I love the comedy Um, relief (laughs) (laughs) yes oh boy I think my favorite
0: part was the it's really hard when I have a monk and he was like the left (laughs) you know (laughs) and he's uh,
1: he's uh yeah you knew he was up to stuff yeah he was he was very smart he knew somebody was going to show up there looking for him um i i i loved when uh mouse was out in the forest by himself and talking to himself and then he hears a noise and he's like here Draw your sword. Yeah. Such and such. Get out your crossbow. And he's like having a conversation, pretending that there's four or five people with him. I thought that was really funny.
2: All right, yeah. That was funny. Yeah.
1: <laughs> there were quite a few moments like that throughout the movie. Uh I really liked uh like they were at the top of the tower and mouse was sitting on the trapdoor and the guy like pushes him up and he like flails around. So mm-hmm. um yeah, loved the mouse character. Loved his kind of um, conversations with God. You know, I'm flawed. I'm a liar. And that, it, it just, to me, was kind of perfect how it, the last comment of the whole film was the two of them walking off into the sunset. And did by two know, of them... When they, did you see when they I were holding the,
0: hands? I just love that. I was like, they're this, they were the... They were the stars. Like they were yes. the like I like the fact that you didn't see Etienne and Isipo, you know, walking off with holding hands. It was the the thief and the monk.
1: Yes. And they're like, I'm gonna see you with the pearly gates. And he's like, I'll be there even if I have to pick the lock. I love it. The end. Yeah. 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 That was very funny. Yeah. Like How about you, Joey? What was your favorite part? Um,
2: I really loved the humor, but I think my favorite thing like character wise was um and it was like one of the cheesiest things too but i like for what it was trying to do um when uh matthew broderick's character starts to cry when he sees how um lady hawk and um the wolf are kind of how they feel about each other but that they they're like one's fading and then the other is is coming back And he's watching that and he gets like a big boohoo moment. And it was so cheesy, but it was like, that was one of the times where he stopped being Matthew Broderick for a little bit, because it's like, he, he all this time has been very unserious and he still continues to be unserious, but it wasn't until then that he's like, this is real. I didn't think this was real. I thought this was just stupid. And now like, not only is this real and I feel bad, but I I feel terrible for that. We all and I, I join
0: him in that moment. We all, yeah come him where we all have the real realization at the same time so he acts as a mirror for us and i really i like that and he i think i think he did a great
1: job in that scene
2: mm-hmm.
1: how about you max did you have a favorite part
2: yeah so okay i thought my favorite part was that transition when she was falling and she turned into the bird and it was the longest transition ever and you just see eyeballs and I was like yeah. what is happening I love this it's so weird and, and you hear her
1: screams, she, like her yeah. screams she like her screams
2: like I linked yes. it in her, oh, like God. our notes is that it? that's my word is her the uh, bird screech see and nowadays they would have done some
0: cheesy cgi but i i like the fact that it's very it's almost metaphorical you know it's just this idea instead of just in your face you know yeah
2: it i think i just liked it because it was so like i mean this movie's old i'm like (sighs) i thought it was really cheesy and i thought it was so good because it was so cheesy i don't know if that's mean or not no. Um I don't I don't think it does
0: take itself too seriously and I think that's why it works so well because it has that comedy in there.
2: Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah, the other part I really liked. It was when he was like he stabbed the dude in the foot.
1: Yeah. And he's There's just like underneath.
2: Yeah, oh. underneath and he's like rats and you're like in here and they're like Argh. and they're just like stabbing this stick.
1: <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs>
2: how that could you not look down and like see him there
1: yeah <laughs> yeah you I gotta to remember got the really, the <laughs> there were a lot of rats around and they probably didn't want to see him they probably just wanted yeah. to get away <laughs> no. i know but he like looked down when he got like poked
2: so it's not like he i don't know it was just really funny i just i that was i did laugh at that part and i was like yeah that's <laughs> that sucks. I'm sorry. It was, like, at the very end, too. and <laughs> It
1: was, but it was, it was a funny moment. No, I liked it, too. Even the fight scenes were kind of funny. You know, you see a lot of, like, bonking on the head and falling down and uh, bumbling, like, guards running and trying to grab a hold and slipping through. And I almost think this is another example of a little more realistic, right? So just like the animal, we see CGI nowadays it's like every single soldier you see on in films is like some super smart like knowledgeable really good at their job chokehold everything kind of right <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that's you know i mean really if we were in the middle ages it's more likely that a bunch of them would just be like i'm gonna grab you and you yeah. would that away <laughs> yeah so
2: it was kind of fun the
0: the other thing i was super impressed about was rutger hauer he looked like he really did didn't know how to ride And I felt like, you know, he did really well. Yeah. And the juxtaposition of of Matthew, apparently, this is what I read, was that Matthew Broderick, somebody, Rucker Hauer slapped the horse too hard. And this horse was so big, there was nothing that anybody could do because it was so strong. He just took off with Matthew Broderick on him, and they just had to wait for him to come back.
2: (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) That's funny. <laughs> I did, I did think a lot about his writing. Um, so I've, 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 um, held birds of prey on my arm before gloved and, and jested and all that. And so like, it, it takes a certain amount of strength. So it's that, but the bird that they're using, there is a red-tailed hawk, a female red-tailed hawk. She's large. That's how we know. Um, and I mean, they're not the heaviest birds. I mean, there's certainly ones that are much heavier, but um like there's a certain amount of stress on your body that you need to maintain I'm like I'm standing there like I've got a bird here yeah. I don't um but there's like a certain amount of stress in the rest of your body that you need to maintain and hold so that the bird feels safe because you know yes you're you're holding onto the bird but you want the bird to feel safe because if the bird isn't safe it's going to do things that uh, grippy, are not only with
0: claws
2: <laughs> well, he does have his talons digging into your arm right but th- the bird's going to do things that are um unpredictable and then sometimes can become unsafe for both you and the bird. And so you don't, you know, you you have to be calm and composed when you're holding it. And so not only is he holding this bird, but he's hopping up on this huge ass horse and trotting away. And I was like, that is that is impressive that he was able to do that. I wonder how much training he had to go through or he made it look easy. Was he just he? a pro? Like yeah, I, I don't know. He just know. made it look easy. He made it look so easy. I can't imagine doing that. Uh, just
0: crazy i also read because i've been doing a little joyness um that <laughs> 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 that there was one hawk they couldn't use at all because she liked rutger Hauer so much that she would fluff up her feathers and look more like kind of a chicken rather than like a, <laughs> a sleek
2: hawk <laughs> i love that's it that's so cute i know
1: that is adorable I like you. I'll be pretty. I've read a lot of fantasy books and there, uh, there's this one, I don't even know what it was. I read it years and years ago, but it was about people who were like, one of the characters was a falconer and oh my gosh, I wanted to do that. Like after I finished that book, I was like, I want that. I want to like have, there this are still people friend who have and it. their falcon friend and, uh, but, uh, but I always think back to, I wish I knew what the book was called. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should do some research and try and find it again. So I read it probably 20 years ago and yeah. I still, to this day, I'm like, oh, I remember wanting to do this. I really, I'm a big, you know,
0: I'm a big bird fan, but I could never own a bird because I just don't feel like it's right for something that's meant to fly free right. to be mm-hmm. in a cage or, you know,
1: leashed. Yeah
0: i enjoy watching other people own birds but i would never have one myself
1: i think that was part of the story actually like they gave it let it go yeah (laughs) the birds that i used to work with um
2: were injured so they they could not exist in the wild on their own because they couldn't fly because they were missing a wing or something so these were all animals that were um needing care yeah so like that could be a route into falconry. If it was something that was very important to you and passionate that you were passionate about. Yeah. Is, is being a rehabber so that Mm -hmm. you do get to have that connection with these animals in a way that's, that's important for them. Because otherwise the animals life is over if they can't fly, if they can't hunt, whatever. My favorite animal that we, that I ever got to um, got to help was a, a blind owl. He was like the best friend ever. They're I are like cats him. with um, wings, but you know he he could. <laughs> they are so. I love cats too. That's probably part of the thing. But, um, you know they they are still you know they're not domesticated right. right? They they are still wild yes. animals, and so you have to um, give them the respect and then the space that they deserve. So if if you are someone who is like listening to us, be like that would be awesome. Um,
1: you know that. They belong where they are. Yeah, get out there and help some of these injured animals. Donate to Um, those uh, falcon um, rescues. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's just talk for a minute about Michelle Pfeiffer because she has come a long way since this film, obviously. She's still, like, even what, two years ago, two songs came out and she was, like, dropped as, like, the name for, like, a beautiful woman, right? And she's She's not mm-hmm. twenty in her twenties anymore. No, um, if, I'm gonna check <laughs> what her age is real quick. I'll look yeah, she she was born in uh like sixty fifty eight born in fifty eight because I looked it up the other day. Um, fifty eight. So she's
0: that's the same. 58. That's the
1: same age as Matthew Broderick. Mm-hmm.
0: So she she and Matthew Broderick are the same age. Oh
1: wait,
2: maybe I'm wrong then. Oh, that's interesting. We better look it up. Okay. No. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, She was born April 29th. She's 62.
0: She's 62. She's not, she was born in, yeah, 58. Oh, I thought you were saying she was 58. No, she was born in
1: 58. He's 58. She's 62. (laughs) (laughs) So she's been in a lot of movies and um, one that we watch all the time um, because it's one that my husband just loves mainly because she's so amazing in it is uh, the fabulous Baker boys. Have either, have any of you seen that? I haven't seen it. What's her character is so from 89. Yeah. Her character in that is so different. I mean, this obviously, you know, here she's like this meek, just barely character barely exists in that one. She also is objectified, but she has this personality that fights against it, that uses it, that. um, So I just, if you want to watch an 80s movie that has a completely different spin, uh, that's a fun one. Or cat she ben. was Catwoman in Batman. Catwoman, yes.
2: She was she was Selena. She was Catwoman mm-hmm. in Batman Returns. She was in One Fine Day. Yeah. I feel like she's one of those actresses that can pull off a very different performance and be in many different types of yes. um film without you you will always be able to
1: separate her character. She's a she's a I mean, I knew good actress. She's and she sings yeah. like a, it's uh, an angel. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. really great, like a great singing voice. So that's in the fabulous bigger voice she sings. I don't a think lot. I've ever heard her sing so good. You know what? Who we have heard sing is Matthew Broderick, because he was in the Lion King. Yes. <laughs> well, that's right. He was, and he was also in the Music Man,
2: um the TV Music Man. Wow. um He's a
1: massive dork, but I love him. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. So are there any technical talking points you guys want to talk about?
0: I think I have talked about the ones that I know It was mostly like the score and the animals. Um, that was pretty much the main things for me. And the and the transitions for when when the animals change to humans.
1: Yeah, I noticed, and I think this happens a lot in some older films. There was one scene where I think there was a, a what's the word in a very intentional choice about shadows. And that was so it showed at the near the beginning of the film, the sword was stuck in the ground, right? So the hilt was up and you see this kind of cross part of the top of the sword. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to the bishop having a nightmare, and he wakes up from the nightmare and sees the soldier who's standing guard opens the door and there's the shadow of the the cross at the top of right the staff on the wall and he's like completely scared of it and so <laughs> it's it's kind of funny to me because it's like so intentional that it's kind of like silly um but i think that you'll find in older films for me i find that they like tried really hard to do a couple scenes like that and it's not throughout mm-hmm. the whole show and it's yeah. not and it, it's it's a little more in your face off, obvious that they've done it where now that you see the things yeah. like that and it's, you know, just added layer to everything. So I, I remember that very clearly and thinking they put some effort in there. Right. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. That was intentional to allude
1: to his, his pact with the devil. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Nightmares about it. And, and then of course, just the music. I still like it. It it just even now I'm just like yeah. <laughs> it reminds me. I just want to get out there and like <laughs> move around. I don't know. Go on a, go on an adventure.
0: I
2: liked the music a lot.
0: I remember at the time I really wanted other other score like I noticed in the in that they got compared a lot to to Tangerine Dream, but they were no Tangerine Dream, you know like. <laughs> but I really remember at that time period wanting more of that synth with classical sound. And it, I never saw it really again.
1: <laughs> Certainly not in film. Yeah. No, right. Oh, I had one more thing that I wanted to talk about because it frustrated me. So we have a character named Was it the Cesar. Oh, Cesar was in this film yeah, that for was, a few minutes. Um, he was, uh, the this kind of dirty uh yeah they purposefully made him look dirty and bad and um oh was that I, the captain I just, of the guard that was alfred no he, no alfred molina he was the one who went hunting for wolves oh, and yeah it it was just it it was wrong in so many ways and frustrating yes, and it was uh i i I'm glad to say that we don't see it as often now, but we still do, so yeah, uh, but it's good that we you know we we mention
0: it because these are things that if we don't take notice of, then we won't change our you know our viewing habits or our you know the way we yeah make these kinds of movies and things
1: right, yeah, and uh that reminds me of the moment that she saw the wolf pelt on the back of the horse and she screamed and screamed mm-hmm. um when it obviously wasn't him because it was a white wolf or gray and he's yeah yeah <laughs> Just- <laughs> right like doesn't much. she know
2: his own coat like she yeah. should know she hadn't seen him well, she sees Not him as a really. wolf all the time yeah I guess so <laughs> I mean <laughs> the first shot of the wolf and her like they're like together she she knows to protect them so yeah i guess that's true yeah i don't
1: know what i was thinking well i I think just that whole uh he the whole character was was poorly done just like the woman woman character we also have the the races race racism issue um just as we did with the the sexism but it was again the 80s so but not all 80s movies were like that you know right it's true and uh and that's important to remember, I guess. But even the ones that weren't had a taste of it, I guess. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm looking back with rosy eyes, rosy. Yeah, <laughs> let's just. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> We've come a long way. It's like when I tried to get my kids to watch *The Princess Bride*. They even couldn't get through *The Princess Bride*. It, you know, Aww. it's sad, but they see things in it that I don't because it's a different time. And yeah. um,
0: yeah. And again, it all goes back to, we kind of need to be aware of those things. And it's good to look Mm -hmm. back at things and know that that came from that time period, but that it may not be okay or good now at all. And it probably wasn't good then. And we just didn't realize it because we were so
1: immersed in the, the culture. And speaking as someone who was alive back in the 70s and 80s, um, we weren't like that. <laughs> you know, I, I, I was treated poorly sometimes by men, but not all the time. I was not, you know, it's not like every female in the world was objectified 24-7 and wasn't allowed to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, so the films may be worse than what real life was. It was bad, and it's getting better, but it's not done yet. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Words of wisdom for Maya. <laughs> not sure I said anything there. Let's talk about who our favorite character is, real quick. Who was your favorite character,
2: shoshi The monk. Absolutely,
0: he was hilarious and wise, and he had oh, he had a whole redemption arc um with having just a tiny tiny part you know he he really stole the show for me like he made matthew broderick better
2: he <laughs> did how about you max uh so about i didn't like anyone in the very beginning i they are like everyone was just problematic and i so it was really hard for me to kind of get to like anyone throughout the movie, honestly. So I, after watching it, I then decided it's the guy who got stabbed in the foot on the grate. Yeah. <laughs> ah,
0: ah, ah. That's fantastic. I love
2: it. So I, I do think the mouse guy would, I don't know his actual name. Leap, Philippe, uh, Philippe Gaston on the mouse he got better but I still don't think he's he did I don't know I didn't get a connection really with any of these characters so yeah how about you Joey I think I'm gonna go with the monk as well
1: he was pretty great and I because I like comedy go with the mouse I did I did like the horse a lot I'll be honest. That, oh, sh- that, that horse death. was so good. Goliath and the clip cloth like dancing and his attitude where he wasn't going to go with Mouse when Mouse asked him to come. <laughs> so I did in yeah. the notes, I did go an hour in and uh, no one, the horse. I like
2: <laughs> so that. I did write.
1: I did write like I think really the good. horses and they were beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. And so I get it. Um, all right. So, uh, what's going on with people at home? What's your lives like? Anything exciting? I got the COVID vaccine today.
2: Yeah. My husband
1: got it yesterday. So yeah, my husband got it two days ago. Found out
2: Joey's name. (laughs) She did. (laughs) She found out my real, my legal name. (laughs) That was exciting. She was shook
1: too. very exciting secrets now i'm all sad (laughs) but you're joey so yeah i know i know the name you're supposed to be
2: called i've been i've been called joey the majority of my life so i mean that's who i am i was given a different birth name i i like to tell people it was on accident
0: (laughs) my daughter changed her own name to zelda And she says even cis people can change their name.
2: Yeah, no, I think that I probably will legally change it
1: eventually. I just, I'm not there yet. My aunt changed her name. She was, she was, uh, her name was Brenda and she hated that name and she changed it to Ashley. No, it wasn't Brenda. That's not right. That's my other. I don't even remember what her name was. She hated it. Debbie. Her name was Debbie and she changed it to Ashley because Ashley was just very much cooler so um, that was a huge issue I think for my grandparents they were like heartbroken that she had changed it
2: Oh, Hmm. Um,
1: which is interesting so (laughs)
2: that's kind of the pushback that I've had I mean a lot of times names have a lot of story and like they pick names specifically for who knows I don't know my brother was going to be named Elmo so (laughs) my mom did not go through with that one that is a fortunate thing to have not had happen. I will say my name did come with a lot of backstory and a lot of planning. And I understand why they decided to name me
1: the way that they did. I disagree. Mm -hmm. Um, How do you know when this baby is born, you don't know who that person is going to be. And if something doesn't fit,
2: then change it. I will
1: say, yeah. And
2: I will say that my mother has never had any problem at all calling me Joey. Uh, the, the day that I said, could I, could you just call me this? She was fine. Great. Um, that's pretty cool. And, and like, I do still have, yeah, I do still have family members. That still call me by what I basically am, am starting to call my dead name. Um, I, you know, I, I still answer them because I, that's who I was to them. And I understand that. And, and you know, it's, it's hard and there's still, there's still a little bit of hard feelings there from some people, about it and um you know i'm not out to make anybody angry i it's it's okay um but yeah don't my daughter changed her so
0: she she originally (laughs) changed her name to to have some, some more privacy at work so she would go by zelda at work and then she changed her name on facebook and i messaged her and i said hey do you want me to start calling you zelda and she said if you want you could tell she was feeling me out and mm-hmm. i said and then i looked it up and i said what uh i told her that um what zelda means in hebrew and i said it's a good hebrew name you know because we're jewish and she, you know she was really mm-hmm. happy about that and i said so we've i still you know switch back sometimes but it's not like it's like a hard and fast thing and most of the time like i changed it in my phone and i changed it um So that I'm most of the time I remember to call her Zelda because I'm reading it. (laughs) it,
2: Was it this a recent thing? Yep. This past year. Oh, okay. So it makes sense why it's a little Mm -hmm. harder. Still a little new. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: But I, you know, I respect her. so. Well, I'm glad that I don't know Joey's other name because then I don't even have to worry about it. See? And Max now has to. Oh, you'll see it on Facebook. Oh, will I? (laughs) That's the only reason I
2: know she posted it. Oh, I wasn't trying to deep dive. I just posted my vaccine card.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Gotcha. You'll see these
1: vaccine cards. It's not
2: bad. (laughs) Yeah, I heard you're not supposed to like post it. You didn't give me a band aid. So I put my thumb over the thing that you're not. Oh, okay i was like i didn't know remember exactly what they said not to post but i know it was some people they were like yeah don't it's post the, it's <laughs> the it's the exact code uh from the gotcha um, like the vial or the from the the yeah yeah makes sense so i'll put my thumb over it, but they didn't give me a band-aid and i had to i had to share Yeah, <laughs>
1: card So we are going to go back into the 80s again. This is our (laughs) third week in a row coming up here. We are going to be doing the original Dune. Now this is quite a different speed than this one, (laughs) but we'll still be in the kind of fuzzy film. Max is gonna I am gonna be not
0: hating it, but just being like not as excited as as Joey. I'll be like probably closer to Max.
1: So I watched it when it came out. My dad. I've
2: been such a bummer
1: these past like two weeks, and now it's
2: gonna be a third week in a row of me going, "Oh my god, this is painful." So, so here's the thing, though. Like the (laughs) the reason I like it is is about the writing. So the film makes it different. different. So you, so So you like the book, and so we're watching instead of reading. I like it both. The book is supposed to be it's a classic Is that like an eight hundred billion page long book? Too? It's really long with a million yeah. It's not I think it's upstairs right now, but because I usually have it here. Um but it's not I mean it's not like, it's not I don't know, it's it's a good book. Um I've heard mixed things about I'll get into the mechanics of it next week. Promise. <laughs> I think this is it's gonna be a Joey driven episode.
1: <laughs> I'm hard to shut up anyway. You guys are going to have to mute me. So, what we're doing though is we are setting us up for the new Dune that comes out very soon. So, which I have mixed feelings about. Do you already? (laughs) So, I do. So, it will be interesting, I think, to compare the original Mm -hmm. and the remake of the film. Yes. And that uh, will be a fun thing for us to talk about. So, this is an important step to get there. Um, And why not wrap up the 80s with you know, Dune. Uh, Are we doing any 90s movies? I am sure we will be doing some 90s movies and we'll probably come back and do more. We have so many weeks and months ahead of us that we can do so much. Um, Yeah, so coming up soon, we have Dune and then we're going to do a movie from the 60s, (laughs) Camelot. And then we're going to jump ahead and do, when did uh, Max, we're going to talk about your TV show. Uh, Hitchhiker's Guide? Yeah. Oh, that's the TV a cute one. Yeah. Series. And that the came TV out. Show. When did that come yeah. out?
2: Uh, I think 70s, the 80s. 80s. 70s. Yeah. The books came like...
0: out. Well, I read the books in the 80s. They were out before that, but they were excellent. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: So fun. Okay. Yeah. I read the books through some of my Googling it, which I don't know if that's 81. Yeah. Okay. Sounds right.
1: So still in the 80s. Yeah.
2: <laughs> still not in the 90s yet. We'll get there.
1: Maybe we need to make a real effort to do something from the 90s mm-hmm. something modern again well, apparently, just to jump around.
0: We're like 80s. So, here's the thing, the reason why we've done a bunch of 80s movies is like um a lot of fantasy came out in the 80s and and fantasy has
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh trends and it mm-hmm. and um mm-hmm. then uh, sci-fi does as well. And I uh, usually in time periods that are more, um, like, money downturns, we have, um, yeah. we have uh, fantasy. And then when the economy is more up, we have um, sci-fi, where people are
1: looking hopeful toward the future. That's interesting. That is cool. Man, I, I'm even thinking, you know, when I look at the 80s, there's so many more movies I wanted to rewatch and talk about we have you know we have the dark crystal we have you brought up the never-ending story there's just so many yes great movies that we can talk about but we don't have to do all of them at once we can jump Ooh. around a little bit because it was fun to talk about wonder woman and something new also we will. yeah
0: uh-huh. and mm-hmm. was recent that was in yes the past exactly. five years
1: Not that long ago
0: yeah so 2017 is when it came out right yeah and i
1: started watching season two I'm doing
2: oh good. How do you like video it? Video
1: too. You
2: find out about the turtle right away, I promise. yeah
1: Okay, well, can the you turtle, just tell me if the, the turtle, turtle is lives okay. or not? Okay,
2: cool. turtle, well, thank is you. Okay. <laughs> very turtle is okay. Poppy has survived Poppy stays, at least so far. Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> Poppy's a reoccurring character.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick it out. I'm gonna watch the whole thing because I wanna get to the end. I'm, I'm interested enough to know Same. the story okay um so what else did you guys watch this week uh,
0: <laughs> there's a ne- <laughs> there's a netflix show called bonding um it's about <laughs> it's about a girl <laughs> and her best friend who happens to be gay and in order to make ends meet they get into the um the kink scene and become a dominatrix and doms and it's a comedy but it's also kind of serious it's about like emotional connection as well and that's why it's called bonding right i just i just realized that after this this is okay. the second season so i started the second <laughs> when i said it out loud it made sense yeah so um it is it's it's really interesting how the two characters navigate this other world and also learn how to connect with the outside world
2: because of it
1: well how about you joey you watching anything else i have been working
2: like crazy so i have not really watched anything except for this show the lady hawk this week and a little bit of travelers um i i
1: had high hopes though but i didn't i didn't meet any not at all all right max you watching anything else um
2: i started yeah i've been so i've been switching kind of between podcasts and then like boring news shows and uh late night, you know, comedy news shows. And then I start watching Mr. Mayor. I like heard
0: that's good. It, I heard that's funny. Did you like it?
2: It's so far it's not horrible. I don't know if it may like it's got um yeah. coming from Max, that's awesome. Right. <laughs> no, I mean it's it's got I mean what Tina Fey's producing it or something or one of the she's part of it and i'm obsessed with 30 rock so anytime yeah. stephen won't watch 30 rock with me because i can quote every thing <laughs> like i it's, it's bad hilarious um so so far i like it i mean the characters seem interesting it's funny it's entertaining at least it's entertaining and it doesn't
1: like. it i don't know if that makes any sense you know, I don't think I've seen anything that Ted Danson was in that wasn't entertaining. I think mm-hmm. he does a good job of choosing his mm-hmm. shows. I was kind of concerned that, that this Mr. Mayor was kind of like every other show, but I haven't seen it, so I don't know. That's- yeah. I mean, I'd give it a shot.
2: It's not, I tried to watch what my name, like Cat or something with the chick from Big Bang Theory. I don't know. Oh, like my name um, is Cat or I'm. I don't know. That was really yeah, horrible. Tragic, but I, I can't think of her name right now. Oh, no, really? Was, there was Laugh Track. Like I haven't watched it. I don't know if it was live audience or Laugh Track, but, it, but I couldn't even get through the first episode.
1: So, I think I got... Well, I hopefully, with COVID. the time, it's probably a track. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking COVID, we shouldn't be having a live audience. Yeah, anyway. Not <laughs> enjoyable. <laughs> um, I have I watched Wink, the the face how saga. is that? cuz my daughter used to
0: watch the show yeah. when she was a kid and it, she's right. such a big fan of the cartoon that she was very anti i I will sh- tell you show. I
1: I did not watch any of the show my kids i think watched a little bit of it but they weren't huge fans of it so yeah. um i was pleasantly surprised i actually i thought it was going to be super cheesy and not good but i liked mm-hmm. it i it, I hope they have more and i would watch more um Wait, there were it, a couple Is things. it on Netflix? It's on Netflix. Yeah. Is that and, really like, and they're that. all like kind of fairies they're Yeah, they're fairies. Right. She goes to um, a fairy live action? world. Yeah. It's real people. It's um, based that on one a seems cartoon.
2: interesting.
1: Yeah, it really is. And we could even watch it and talk about it cuz it was there was a lot a lot to talk about. And I being the prude that I am, um there I don't really like too much talk about relationships and all that. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of bugged me about it, but um, that happens in most shows. I'm kind of like, can we skip the love scene and go on? Um, Mm -hmm. So I I find that in a lot of TV shows that that's like when I glaze over. So uh, (laughs) it had that, but other than that, there was a lot of character development and I, which I really love and how people interact with each other. And of course it's a whole bunch of female characters who are really mm. all strong, different personalities. And I, I like seeing that kind of thing. Um, mm. And then the other show that I watched is expanse, which I have said before is one that I love. I love this show. It kind of was an odd, like this season was my least favorite so far because our team was kind of separated, and so we didn't get to see them interact with each other the way I like to. And then I'm not going to give anything away, but something happened at the end that totally just made me sad, and I don't know if mm-hmm. I want to keep watching it because of it. But I will keep watching it because I do like it. I just am mad about that thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's about all that I watched. Oh, we watched uh, Captain Marvel again too, which is, of course, a wonderful one. All right, well, we will see you next week talking about Dune. Have a great week. Bye. 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 Bye.